0: Tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops. I miss the cold can. I miss the hops. And I miss waking up every morning wondering what wonderful misadventures we got into last night.
1: Those days have come and gone. Perhaps, then perhaps not. Hops and Box Office Flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show.
2: Welcome back. This is our 205th episode of Hopsy Fox, Ups, Flops. We are the internet's premier podcast for bad movies and mostly good beer. And tonight, this is not a bad movie, but we have a special episode recording live from San Diego Comic-Con, although it will not air live, with Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yes, listeners, the Pod Avengers have assembled, sans one member, who's on Zoom, for this epic show. I'm your very much not a grave robber host, the Thunderous Wizard, And along with me tonight for this globe-trotting and time-bending adventure are the conductor of the Nazi plunder train, Chamsilla.
3: My name is Buller.
2: We've
0: got the reigning Tuk-Tuk race champion, Blake Blake. Suddenly I've remembered my charme. Let my armies be the rocks and the trees, the birds and the sky.
1: It's not that movie.
0: That's the good one.
3: Well, that was good. That was good. I'm not knocking that at all. All well,
0: these movies are good.
3: Uh, and we've got the dimwitted hack who signed off on Project
2: Paperclip, Captain Cash.
1: Look, did you want to get to the moon or not?
2: There.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, So, points of order, you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at hops and field flops. And Dial of Destiny is still in theaters, and that's where you should catch it because uh it's a wonderful, heartfelt send-off to one of cinema's greatest heroes.
1: Now, when this drops, it'll be probably on digital. It'll
0: be fine.
2: It's coming. It's coming soon.
0: Way sooner than should. But it will be by 75% on Rotten Tomatoes by then.
2: By then, yeah. Because
3: you know what? I caught this movie in theaters yesterday. It is still showing. It's not just all barbie and oppenheimer you can yeah. still see dial of destiny in theaters.
2: guess how many critics i found this weekend as punched in the face several no that's not wow. again I, i'm kidding about all that we should not threaten journalists journals unless they have it coming unless they have it uh so let's talk beer uh today we are drinking a comic-con exclusive uh for movies which is the pop up uh, restaurant inspired by Kevin Smith's clerks. And uh, it's a chronic con, superficially mandated beer. It's an IPA by Society Brewing. Uh, it's a San Diego based brewer. It's a 7.5 ABV. So, uh, hooray! Very Captain Cash approved. We all had one. Uh, it was fine ish.
1: Uh, uh, I think superficially mandated is a good, good name. I, I get mean- it.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, it was
0: one and a half movies. One and a half,
1: yep. No, that's right. Yeah, uh, maybe one.
2: Didn't hate so it.
3: What's, the, what's the big downfall here, guys? Is well the one, one pod little... that did not get the partake. Give me the skinny. Was Where it going
2: off? very dry, and mm. also very dank.
0: It made my tum tum hurt. Uh, I got one movie.
2: Also, you have to remember we've all been on quite a roller coaster ride
1: right here. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. my issue. There was nothing that distinguished it from any other slightly dank IPA. Yes. It's not, again, not bad. I didn't I didn't hate it. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, this is what that tastes like.
3: And here's where I'll stretch my opinion of that uh, uh, review a bit. That sounds about right for something coming from movies, which, again, was introduced in Clerks 2. 2, yes. Two. Clerks 2, yeah.
1: No, no, no. It was in Jay and Silent Bob.
3: Oh yeah. yeah,
1: that's where they oh, go. Yeah.
3: They worked at it, in clerks too. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Actually, I is it in dogma. It might it be in be dogma. dogma. But I
3: don't. It is in dogma.
1: Damn.
3: Fuck yeah. you, Weinstein. Right. No, because they they assassinate the entire movies board.
2: Yes,
1: they do. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is in dogma. Yes.
3: Yeah.
2: They're idolaters. Wow. Okay. So, anyways, Dialogue Destiny was directed by James Mangold. D of Logan, Ford v. Ferrari, 310 to Yuma, and Caplan fame. I had to throw that in there. All winners. Stallone movie. Uh, it stars Harrison, I didn't kill my wife, Ford as Indiana Jones, Phoebe, leader of the droid revolution, Wallerbridge as Helena Shaw, Antonio Puss and Boots Banteras as Rinaldo, Seanette, Dora Malaje Renee Wilson as Mason, John Tospe, Reese Davies as Sala. Toby Armanzola-Jones as Basil Shaw, Boyd star of the Worst Predator, Holbrook, as Klaver, Ethan Isidore as Teddy, and Mads LeChifre-Mickelson as Dr. Volder slash Dr. Schmidt. Because, by the way, we brought up a lot of fucking Nazis to build shit for us. And that is true. And it sucks. Uh, and you've got Thomas Kretschmann um, in here as a a guy that's a Nazi.
1: He's just super big, though, yeah. like like the biggest Nazi.
2: And then the giant Nazi is Olivier Richters. Yeah, so, who's the giant guy? What's that dude from? He's not been in a whole lot of stuff. I think he was in Shang-Chi, and maybe I'm wrong about that. Wait, a- was
1: that, like, laser arm Shang-Chi? Is
2: not laser arm. It's laser arm, or knife arm, or...
1: Whatever he, his name was.
0: He's,
2: um, Creed II. Uh, he's the younger... Drago. Yeah, Drago. Yeah, got it. Yeah, but he he is in other things. I think maybe he was in the Kingsman. I can't remember. I looked it up because I had to come up with something clever. And uh, yeah,
1: look, I've got to listen or I've got to watch enough mediocre movies. I can't go through all of them. That star a huge guy. I mean,
2: he's big and he's great. He does what he's supposed to do. Yep, no fair. And the best part is the kid gets him.
1: (laughs) We'll get there. Yeah, great heavy.
2: Uh, so, Dial Destiny released June 30th of this year. Um, it's grossed now just over 310 million on a budget that was as high as 295. Not great.
1: I mean, if you go to Applebee's and spend 30 bucks, you get free tickets to this thing. So I don't.
2: Hey, if you spend 35 bucks at Applebee's,
1: you're pretty wasted. I got how, you... how many dollar margaritas?
2: I got. Uh,
1: You've earned it. Uh,
2: I got, think, I got a bridge to Brooklyn
0: if you, in Brooklyn. So if you get, spend $35 at Applebee's, you get free diarrhea.
2: Also true. Um, so I, this summer has been so weird because between this and The Flash, studios are taking some massive L's. Um, didn't help that this movie premiered at the Cannes Film Festival at May 18th. And had a 46 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's now a 69%. Nice. With a user score of 88. Uh, had a B plus cinema score, which I think is still too low considering like cinema score, like you have to get an A.
1: Eh, I mean, I it's call like it a, a B plus, but I don't understand the yeah. cinema score.
2: Uh, and it's meta score is 58. Personal um, Skull, keep in mind, which we did in this podcast, was a 77. And I love that movie. This is a significantly better movie.
0: Wildly. So much better.
2: So one reason the budget might have been out of control or several reasons is because with COVID protocols, delays, and just safety measures, that has made every movie in this window more expensive. And Harrison Ford got hurt rehearsing a fight scene, which delayed production as well. But let us get into our one sentence descriptions, and we'll start with Blaine Blake, how would you describe Dialogue Destiny in one sentence?
0: One of cinema's most iconic characters returns to give us a final goodbye in a fantastic fashion, while once again ridding the world, those goddamn Nazis. Yeah.
2: Uh, Captain
1: Cash. Indiana Jones in the pretty alright time.
3: Chum-tilla. The Dial of Destiny is everything you could want in a sequel to The Last Crusade and a fitting end to the Indiana Jones quadrilogy.
1: Yep, only made four. God bless him. Come four. on, Chumpy. Chum- You're
0: such a bitter... Like It's amazing that you could be so kind and so shitty in one sentence. Yeah. It's um, a gift. So
2: my one sentence description is at times we all feel like people out of time, but we all still have value. And it's important to remember that.
0: Lame. This
2: I, I'm going to cry during this podcast this year because this movie meant a lot to me.
0: Are you sure you can get to the plot all by yourself? Do you need, need one of us to help you?
3: Somebody might need help. Two dubs, two dubs. We're all here for you, brother. We're all but like. Favorite
2: character, maybe of all time, besides Superman, obviously. And uh, this movie is perfect. It's perfect.
1: I mean, that feels like a stretch, but you know what? I'm glad you enjoyed it.
2: He was 80 years old. He did what he could.
1: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good <laughs> yeah. point.
2: Uh, so, what's
3: important up. to put in perspective here yeah. is that Harrison Ford is legit 80 years old,
2: and he rode a goddamn
3: horse. And he spends part of the movie being effectively movie 80 years old.
2: Yeah, and that's why this movie's great.
3: He had a great job. It is a fantastic end cap to the franchise. It really is because it doesn't shy away the fact that he's had failings, that he is aged, that he can't do it anymore. He gets one last hurrah. And is that fan fiction? Is that fan service? Is that fantasy? Yes, is that movie magic. But, it's- but yes, it is. It's all of that, and it ends at a place that makes many children of the '80s and early '90s like fucking T Dubs. You shed a tear because you see Indy get closure. Holy well, shit! Well, that's that's amazing.
2: I'll I'll talk about it now, I guess, but like. A lot of people are like, oh, well, I don't want to see an old guy who's not in a great place in his life. And it's like, well, then you just don't like reality. Like, this is what characters are supposed to be. And this is what good writing is. And we all love comic books because in comic books, nothing really changes. Like, everything is stuck in, in, it's in perpetuity. But to me, this is Indiana Jones. Like, I saw some guy like, oh, well, they should have done like uh, James Bond. It's like, no, they shouldn't. That's what makes him a special character, is that we've aged with him, and now we see him at a different point in his life, and we're all at different points in our lives, and that's why I love this movie, but we'll, let's get it plot. yeah, so in 1944, the Nazis capture Indiana Jones and Oxford archaeologist Basil Shaw as they attempt to retreat, the Lance, uh, I'm
1: Longinus. longinus, yeah,
2: longinus from a castle, in longinus,
1: effect. uh, which was Blake's nickname
0: in college. No, Long, very true, no, longinus, the lance of longinus,
2: but your nickname was longinus,
0: yes, yeah, because I got a longinus, yeah, but the name is the lance of longinus, longinus.
2: okay, all right. So, the lance of longinus, well unfortunately, is a fake, but Jones stumbles upon something much more valuable. Half of Archimedes' dial in Antikythera mechanism built by the ancient Syracusan mathematician Archimedes,
1: which which is a real thing. They did actually. That is a real. Yeah,
2: like one of the things I love about Indiana Jones, for the most part, the series always picks something real to
1: minus a crystal skull the, i that, mean we had i they, they
0: kind of yeah it, that's, that's that
2: was inspired by something though,
0: do we know that. so i know that they found the Antikythera on the shipwreck do we have any evidence in real history that it was has anything to do with archimedes i think so i
2: think we do but yeah i don't
0: yeah I, do, don't add us about longinus
1: but add us about whether yeah. that's actually Archimedes' dial whether that's a real thing
0: yeah yeah curious about that
2: so indy not sure what to make of it uh just makes his main goal to keep it out of the hands of the nazis and specifically astrophysicist jurgen voller they succeed and jump from the train as the allied forces rain hell upon the nazis
1: okay here's where i want to say voller died guys like when he gets hit by that thing there, there were some choices made where I'm like, "Oh, that man is dead."
2: Well, he'd be dead. Yeah, it, it's simply implausible
3: he'd be alive. But again, I'll, I'll be honest. I am shocked they did not give him some kind of like pulp, you know, fiction comic whatever like face prosthesis. Well, like, they, like they, some they, kind of like thing on his head to accommodate whatever they, they did that
2: because America. Smuggled in thousands of Nazis, did not change their appearance in the slightest, and said, hey, here's some great American scientists.
1: Listen, I don't have a problem with highlighting the fact that Project Paperclip was a thing. I have a problem with, I watched a man die on film. And they brought him back like nothing happened. Like, wow. they, they at least needed to give him a cane or a facial scar or something. I agree. He like, should
2: have had the tear from...
0: Yeah, like, that would have fucked you up permanently.
2: I can beat that. 100%. The train's going far too fast.
0: Hey, before we go too far down this road...
2: Are you going to talk about how you, you were the son of Project
0: <laughs> I want to talk about, about my longinus again. Um, <laughs> no, are we... Are we gonna spoil this thing? Should we be telling our listeners? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. All the spoilers,
2: you guys fucked up. You should have seen this movie in theaters, and if you didn't, uh, hold this episode until later. Uh, But you should have seen this in theaters, and I was, you know, I get it. Like maybe you're you're over at Crystal Skull, um, jaded you a bit. Yeah. This is this was my favorite movie this summer. It's not the best movie of the summer. That's still Spider Verse. Yeah, it's my favorite movie of the summer because it meant the most to me. And I think it was a good movie, and it was worth seeing on a big screen.
0: Agreed. Just want to put that out there. So, yeah. listener, no, it's yeah. There are lots and lots and lots of spoilers we're, coming. We're
2: spoiling this. Uh, so, flash forward. It's 1969, and cranky Indiana yes. Jones is now living in New York City. He enjoys napping in his underwear and yelling at hippies, sort of like Chumzilla.
1: It, I mean, who doesn't like those things?
2: And it is the day he is going to retire from Hunter College. And saw a blog that said, "Like, why is he working at Hunter College?" Like, oh, because they thought he was a goddamn communist spy, moron. Like, maybe watch the last movie. It's not that hard to figure out. Like, he was a disgraced college professor, and I don't think he'd be like reinstated because he found something he can't show you because the evidence doesn't exist. Don't be a fucking idiot. That's all.
1: Like I mean, I, I honestly I glossed completely over that. It uh, was no thing to me at all. Yeah,
2: I saw so I was like, oh, why is he working there now? It's like, do you know who cares? Okay. He no he's
1: he care. just working at a college. He's, an, he's a college okay. professor. What do you want?
2: But
3: also, it's because he had to be at that parade.
0: Where was he before? Princeton? Right. No, Chicago. In, yeah, he worked at Chicago. University of Chicago. Okay.
3: That's not, you know, I saw some crap on IMDB. It's like, oh, he was an Ivy League professor. I'm like, no. Uh? Chicago is not Ivy League. He was Midwest guy. Fuck
2: that that guy as a reviewer, but to give this movie a four and a half is bullshit. And I'm sorry, but it's bullshit.
0: Easy, punchy. Go on the plot.
2: Like I I get, you probably sat at a bar in France and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna trash this movie. This would be great."
3: I would like to point out that the movie goes out of its way to make him seem drunk and down on his luck too. Well, because he's he's not a great look.
1: Like so, this is not
2: his
3: dream job, true. he's not living like yeah, his wife this
2: is filed for divorce, and
3: we're gonna get to his that One was killed. Yeah. <laughs> Other spoilers, yeah.
2: We're gonna get uh, to
1: that. Wait, wait, to just throw that out there for the most emotionally resonant moment of the entire goddamn movie. And that also, is
3: not true. Life. The most emotional resonant part of the film is yeah. the final scene. Yeah, they did it well. So, anyways, after a boring
2: lecture, his goddaughter, archaeologist Helena Shaw unexpectedly
3: visits she wants to research the dial of destiny hold on here's my one big chumpzilla nitpick in the film he doesn't recognize his goddamn goddaughter in his fucking class the entire time.
1: also the last time he saw her he she was like 10 or 12 yeah i mean and she's in
3: the back room but her name She's on the class roll. The, the, she's not in his class. No. She showed up to the class. Yeah, he's not in his oh, class. Okay, oh, okay. no. Okay.
1: Also, she's like thirty.
3: Yeah, is that implied? I didn't she's
0: get drunk. that. Yeah, this is years later. I guess it's implied, or it's just and flipping obvious.
2: He's he's drunk. Okay.
0: You're when drunk. When
2: I'm drunk, I don't drink. I am you. drunk. Wow. No. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a Tuesday.
2: She. Uh, of course, there's more to her visit. Um, he he reveals the dial of destiny to her, and then they're dropped in by some Nazi ne'er-do-wells. A uh, chase through the streets of New York City and ensues, including an incredibly accurate replica of the Apollo 11 parade.
1: I mean, um, those Nazis do some murders, though, yeah. before, oh, before yes. that. They, uh, they definitely do some murders.
2: So she's, a, she's actually an antiquities smuggler, who once promised the dial to voler who's now Dr. Schmidt, a renowned rocket scientist, aiding the NASA space program. Uh, after they kill these two co-workers of uh, his, Indiana Jones is on the lam, and he's aided by Sala and fleeing the U.S. This was my only nitpick because... You would not be able to board a commercial flight if you were a fugitive.
1: I mean, sixty-nine. Did you even need a license to do anything then? There was no computers. Yeah.
2: So he's off to change here to stop Helena from auctioning the dial.
1: Though I will say that Sala doesn't get to go with him.
2: It broke my heart.
1: It like just let him come. Just like that, the the whole speech he gives. I'm like, yeah, bring him along. I expect he's gonna die at this, and I'll feel sad, but. Well, all I, he wants is one last ride.
2: I wouldn't have handled it well if he died.
1: Let him, let him have one last ride. I
2: prefer the scene at the end mm. to if he died. Because if he died, so. I'm not doing well.
1: Yeah, all right.
2: At all. <laughs> like, at all.
1: Yeah, I'll um, let him sing some Gilbert and Sullivan. Fine.
2: So once they get to Tangier, um, stopping this auction proves difficult because the Nazis show up again. They steal the dial in a tuk-tuk race through the streets of Tangier and Suez. Oh this is also where we meet the delightful Teddy who I love this kid. He's not the greatest young sh- sidekick in short round or he's not the greater side younger sidekick uh, than short round but he's great.
1: I I think it is funny because I've seen people to give the oh well Helene is terrible and all this and she's such an obvious temple of doom indie where He's not a good guy. He threatens.
0: That's 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 the
1: whole. Yeah, that's the whole arc for her. It's she learns. Oh, well, actually, I do not. I do need not to be a shitty person. I'm so
2: glad you said that because that is the purpose of her character. It's like, I've been where you are. Follow me to the light.
1: Yeah. Well, and I I even love that it goes so far as they tear her sleeve in such a way I went Temple of Doom.
2: Yeah. But that's what she's supposed to be. She wants to sell, just like he wants to sell, until he realizes, like, hey, I have a greater purpose.
1: Right. And which was the whole point of Temple of Doom, where he's like, oh, I gotta give this stuff back. I can't actually keep it. Well, well yeah.
0: which is why that's the prequel. It takes place first. And which right? is why it's one of the greatest.
1: It's still third place. place. Yeah, place. I mean, it is still third place. It, but boy, has that aged well. It I'll tell you that. It's great.
2: Way better than the goddamn Hobbit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, when, wait, are we talking the Rankin and Bass Hobbit? Or the cartoon?
2: I love the Rankin and Bass Hobbit. How do you
1: not love the Rankin and Bass Hobbit? We've gone way left field. All right, come on, keep going. So,
2: the Nazis now have half the dial, but Jones and Helena know where the map to the other happens. Thus, they are off to Greece to meet up with the criminally underused Antonio Banderas as Ronaldo, an old diving friend of Indy. Fuck, I was so happy when
0: he showed up. He was great. I was like,
3: oh, Banderas! I would watch him do anything. This is true. Anything. That anything, might be one, one of the most games. random of all random cameos ever.
1: But
2: it's like...
3: But it's, it's,
1: it's Antonio! And he's the
3: greatest frogman in frog. Spain. If you oh, get the call... Um, just I'm anyway. not knocking, I'm just like, holy shit. Is that also, Antonio Banderas? And this I think is a like, scruffy beard and it's like, it's not even like a money shot for him. It's like, wow, he just, yeah, I just wanted to be in the Matt Jones movie. This I is- mean, I get it. This is <laughs> yeah. a
2: tie-in because a lot of these people obviously were also in Marvel movies. Um, Between uh, Toby Shaw. Uh-huh. And,
3: uh, you yeah. know, if I had nickel for every time Toby Shaw worked for a Nazi... I'd have two nickels, yeah. I, I'm not saying that's a lot, but it's weird that it I, happened. There's years. like a Venn diagram because now Indy is,
1: yeah,
2: Thunderbolt, right? You have Armin Zola, so
1: TikTok, and Antonio Banderas Antonio Banderas,
2: Antonio Banderas, and uh, Harrison Ford were in expendable straight. <laughs> so,
3: if we bring Antonio Banderas into the MCU, is he not the
0: tarantula? We don't have time for this.
1: Nope. Yeah, but I I appreciate where you're trying to go. He would have been an excellent swordsman if we not already have that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I just want to say real quick, Antonio Vanderas was gay in that, right? Like, that was his boat boy.
3: (laughs) That's what
2: I
1: assume. I kind of got the sense that... All those boat guys were way too hot. Way too attractive. Like It was like, (laughs) something's happening here, and I just I feel
0: like... I mean, I'm a, I'm I'm you. boy. I think that says more about you than it's, Antonio Banderas's character. He's
2: always been super liberal, and that's That's
0: true. I,
1: of
2: course he is.
0: I brought my metal straw from home. Uh,
2: so they dive into oh, the agency gee. to retrieve the graphic host tablet, which contains directions to the dials of their half. Predictably, the Nazis, because they're such a pain in the ass, show up again to ruin their good fortune.
1: I'd be more mad about Nazis keep showing up if it didn't always happen if they in real life
2: always get punched in the face by Harrison. <laughs> also
1: that
3: I, I, can we just talk about it right now this movie's biggest message is that nazis always always need punched in the face Facts. Yes,
2: and he did that in an interview he said i think we should always encourage to punch nazis in the face like that's the right thing to do
0: that's why harrison remains a national treasure
2: yeah so they kill off Ronaldo to show Indy they mean business. Bad news for them though. Helena throws them off the scent with a bullshit reading of the graphic host, and then Indy and her and Teddy escape off the Nazis' boat. And we are headed to Sicily. There, Indy and Helena journey inside the ear of Dionysus' cavern, discovering Archimedes' tomb, the dial second half, and an oddly contemporary wristwatch on Archimedes' skeletal arm, which is probably my. Favorite little, like, all things about time travel or an infinite loop thing ever. I I really enjoyed that, that he then takes the wristwatch from
3: Indy later, but yeah. So it's very Terminator. Yes.
0: Mrs. Bling had questions about that. And so I'm sure she would love for us to dive into this substantially. Because
2: it's, they're doing it in perpetuity. Correct. He's done this before.
0: Um, I have yeah. I, I have questions that I'm, I I want to bring up here later. So let's I do want to talk about that when we come up. Uh, but, truck. Yeah. So let's let's move forward. But I, I have things I want to ask about that. So, so
3: I, hey, hey Bling, I'm going to say it right now we let's let's put a stick in that right now, Bling Blade, because I think one of the cool things this movie does is when Indy comes to the realization for whatever reason. It doesn't have to make sense. It's just perfect that the dial of destiny brings them to this specific point in time, no matter what, that this is, there's, there's multiple locations. Like the Nazis were thinking like you could dial it in and go to wherever you wanted to No, It always brings you to this one point.
2: So
0: that is, yeah, that is the specific
3: destiny. You must come here and this thing must happen. Yes. You must stop. That's, That's pretty fucking metal. From a pulp fiction standpoint, like a pulpy yes. fiction, whatever. I'm like, that's you know, that's very Lovecraftian. It's very like, it just it, it tickles that part of your brain if you're old enough to get it. Like that's so pretty cool. So
0: it that yeah, the destiny of the diary
3: is always yeah. going to be that place yeah.
2: that it will happened. stop this siege. Yeah. Something will yeah. come to stop this oppressive force. Yeah. He whoever hopes, that, whoever
0: finds it, yes. will be the one that can come back and save them.
3: And we're gonna, we're, we're gonna. Like, we're, that, that got me. That got me. I was like, damn, that's that's cool. That yeah. is very so, cool. So the Nazis showed up again. Helena escapes the fracas, but
2: the Nazis shoot Indiana Jones, kidnap him, and reassemble the dial to create a fissure in time to go back to 1939. Which also, this is one of my other favorite parts of the movie because. Sure. Yes, many Germans at that time were fairly terrible, like very, very terrible, but many of them wanted to get rid of Hitler because he was incompetent and he he was waging a shitty war, like he was not a, a strategist per se. So Voller wants to go back, assassinate him in 1939 to prevent all these errors um, from Germany losing World War II. But as they near the fissure, Jones realizes that continental drift was not a thing when the dial was created and would alter the coordinates immeasurably. So rather than 1939, the group arrives at the siege of Syracuse in 212 BC.
1: Now, I do think it's worth noting that we do get a hint of this because they find Archimedes' tune which is another thing I, I really enjoyed because Indy uses Guile to solve the traps and you get the bug scene, which again, felt like they're playing a little bit of the hits with, hey, it's Temple of Doom again.
3: Temple Doom, yes.
1: But you do get the hint that time is a flat circle. It's it's not, you know, you can change the future by changing the past. It's, hey, it already happened in that in Archimedes's uh, on his sarcophagus it's got what are essentially planes.
2: Yeah. And so they, they fly in in this uh, German warplane and uh, predictably um, the warning armies are not super enthused that a giant dragon is circling the skies and they shoot it down killing everyone on board.
3: Uh, and I'll point out to Dubs, that just like Captain Cash said, we previously saw the Sicilian uh folks doing puppet shows with a dragon coming yeah. down on the on on the nights. Yeah. And so that's part of the lore. And then we see where that actually comes from. It's the planes that the folks assume are dragons coming for them.
2: Yeah. And and that's what's so clever about this movie. Like there's layers to the movie where it's It's paying off these things you see. Um, Of course, uh, Jones and Helena parachute out. Meanwhile, Teddy, a plane enthusiast, has stolen another plane to follow them through the fissure. He lands safely. Archimedes finds Volder's body and wristwatch in the wreckage, gives Jones the dial that keeps the watch.
1: Which he wears unto his death because he is wearing the watch in the grave. Yes. And it's not central. Right? Yeah and
2: Jones and Helena learned that Archimedes created the dial in the hopes that someone would come from the future to aid them Uh, and why this movie hits so hard for me is that Jones, Indiana Jones, is a man who studied history all his life much like myself wants to remain stuck in time because in 1969 he's a man out of time he's lost his son who died in Vietnam
1: which is a brutal scene, which again we glossed over, but you yeah. like so I want to address it now. They like part of the reason Indy is where he is and why this movie works is that they mentioned when they're on the boat with Antonio Banderas, yeah, that you know wh- why have Indian and Marion broke up? They got married at the end of the last movie. Oh, it's because his son was trying to be like him and, you know, went to go off to war and was... No,
3: no you're fucking it up, Captain Cash. You're fucking up hard. Indy... He says if he could go back in time, because at this point, they're aware of there's some potential of time travel. Yeah. And the question is, what would you do if you would go back in time? And he says, I'd go back and tell my son not to enlist. Why? I'd tell him he's going to die and his mom would never get over it, and I wouldn't either. Well, no, it was. I wouldn't know how to console her. Console her, and, and, that, and that, because that's literally where he is as the character at that point. Which you know that that's that's pretty that's pretty fucking metal. Like he, he's a man um, lost at this point. He's lost yeah. his son. He's, he's lost still his still wife, and, um, and, and so it makes sense. In the in in the context that then when he's given the opportunity to live in a different time where none of those people effectively exist, he's like, Yeah, I'd like to escape to this other reality, but he gets punched out of it. Like, no, like there are still people that love you, and you you need to be where you should be. And that's what's that's you can't a- run away from this pain and hide in the right. Past. That's no, that that's exactly right. Heavy. That is fucking heavy. And, and to T-Dub's point, that's what really makes this movie work. Those last 20 minutes of this movie are fucking heavy.
2: Yeah. yeah, And, and the movie's incredible because that was the 60s. America was not peachy keen America. And it wasn't. People wanted to pretend like it was, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. And this is a guy who served and did things. And now we're fighting wars that are unjust. And his son died in an unjust war. And it broke him as a human being.
0: Now, it did seem a little
1: sharp and pointed because nobody liked Mutt Williams to kill Mutt Williams off screen. But the effect it had on Indy, I'm like, yeah, I mean, that, that seems kind of mean. But wow, you really kind of used it, huh? All right. Well,
3: it, it is. It's kind of rough. It's kind of rough. So for a while, like after he said that, I swore
2: to myself, in the theater like oh he's gonna go back in time to that moment oh and save his son and what makes this like so much more fulfilling is like no you can't do that you do have to live with these things like because if they did that it's like oh you just ripped off the Avengers, right like
1: or yeah or back to the future or yeah, any one of those like, you can so fix the future fix the past nope that's it's not it's what we're doing like,
2: here it was like no like
1: You gotta live with your choices, bud.
2: Your life still matters. Like you still have things worth living for.
3: And I I like that it was somebody that was familiar with him that pushed him that way too. Yes, also like, hey buddy, you need help. You're not on your own. I'm gonna push you to where you need to be. Yeah, so at least finish this part.
1: Yeah, and even sharper that it was basically the version of him from Temple of Doom.
2: Yes. I got it just correct so
3: glory glory.
2: very easily. She knocks him out, throws him on aboard Teddy's plane. He then awakens in modern day apartment to find Helena, Teddy, Sala. Welcome back, I love you. You son of a bitch. Okay. Well, and Marian, in. who walks in after he settles himself, and then we have this incredible call back to Raiders of the Lost Ark
1: the where doesn't it hurt scene? Uh huh. so
3: that made me cry. That made me cry. It's I shared so, it. Same.
1: I'll be
3: honest. I cried five times. I did first. Aid. What did they do with it? Like, oh, where it doesn't hurt. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Five times for me during
2: this movie. I've never cried more. I think I cried three or four times during Man of Steel. This Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Oh, Sorry.
3: Captain Cass, that was me. That was me. Don't take the blame for that. That was this- me. This movie really nailed it for me. It was great.
0: It hit, in the feels. it hit me in the feels.
2: So, let's do it. How many beers are required? I'm just going to start. This is, it's a long movie. It's the longest Indiana Jones movie. So, if you feel like having beers, uh, it's easily six enjoyment beers. I loved everything wow. in this movie. I, yeah. I got to experience this with my father, which I saw Last Crusade with. I was too young to go to the other Indiana Jones movies. Um, I took my kids. This movie meant a lot to me, and I'm I'm really glad he got to have another adventure. I saw Last Crusade with my dad. I saw Crystal Skull with my dad. I saw this with my dad. I love it. this character. Six enjoyment of I am so thrilled this is a thing that, that happened. like, like
0: You don't need one single beer to enjoy this movie.
2: No, you don't. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, I did have some beers while enjoying this movie. Uh, How many did
1: you
2: have?
0: I had five beers while enjoying this movie. And it was great. And then I had to go watch it again because I drank five beers while watching it and forgot half of it. Uh, So you're accountable for... $28. and I appreciate that. You know, if you were in a normal place, uh, yes, but I live in rural southwest Ohio (laughs) where movies are cheap. $13, $13, yes. $13 uh, for myself. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, whatever the best rating we want to do for this, right? Uh, But do you need a beer to watch this movie? No, not at all. Uh, enjoy but enjoy it, have
2: a fucking
0: adventure. Yeah, have a good time. It's, it's a lot of fun.
2: Witness one of the last movie stars we have just having fun.
0: It was it was a wonderful send off for yeah. Harrison his character. He was having he so fun. much fun. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, fair. I
2: watched a lot of behind the scenes stuff, and he's like, "I'm having way too much
1: fun." Uh, nice. Yeah. uh So, I'm not going to be as effusive with my praise as the rest of the pod, I don't think. But oh,
2: such a fucking downer.
1: <laughs> but I mean, you know, it it's a fun time. Is it a perfect movie? No. Do I have positive feelings toward Indiana Jones? Yes. Did I show up early to pick up my kid from daycare dressed as Indiana Jones so we could go watch this movie? Yes, I did. Sure well,
3: I, yeah, we got that.
1: Yeah, but like, I get a little confused when it comes to enjoyment beers, pain beers, etc. Well, I don't. It's it's every bit of a two and a half hour movie. I feel like it's like a have a couple beers, maybe three, but it's not a bad time. You don't need beers to enjoy it. No, but I I think six
3: is like I'm enthusiastic.
1: Yeah, do fair. But uh, you know,
3: it's a good time. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it. is it nonsensical at some points
1: yeah no. Captain. That's That's right. yeah no stop it. there there's a lot of like convenient things that happen but yeah, it doesn't bother me it's fine I had, a, I had a good time
3: exactly I mean if you if you you stack this up next to temple of doom um nothing is ridiculous it's totally fine uh this is two enjoyment beers for me uh I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. I loved these movies as a kid. Yeah, no complaints. Like it, it was a fun movie. Is it a super serious movie? No, no, none of the Indiana Jones movies were. No, they're slightly more. pulpy, right? This is more in line with the first three, I think.
1: Exactly. I would.
3: There's only what, the first. There's only four. There are four. There Stop was I There was it. Raiders. There was Temple of Doom. Last Crusade and this one. That's it. It's, it's right in line with that. It's great. And um, I think it lands the emotional ending right where it needs to be for most of the Gen Z-ish. Or not Gen Z, but Gen X fans. Like, that's kind of where we wanted this thing to land. Yeah. It's, I feel good about it. I think Harrison Ford. More importantly, I think Harrison
1: Ford feels good about it.
2: Well, he felt good about the last one. Right.
1: And he, he wasn't was, wrong. God damn it!
3: He, and he felt about the money he made. with
1: you say? You know what he felt good about it? The fucking check, you guys. fucking fucking bottom.
2: So let's head to our first break. We're going to hear from our brother in in pod over at the Double Turned podcast. When we come back, we've got some lingering questions about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And don't forget to check out our home base at wabamentertainment.com for all your comic book and movie needs. And check out our sister podcast, Hops and Box Office Flops. Enjoy, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hello, and welcome back to the 205th episode of Boxin. Of Hops and Box Office Flops.
1: Where do we work? I don't even know.
2: Yeah. And we are talking Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I have a few questions here. Uh, before we get to our quiz, the first being, where does this rank among indie's adventures? Right, let's
1: just do this on three, two, one. We're all going to say fourth. Yeah, yeah. Three, two, two, one. Fourth. fourth. Fourth, yeah. It's fourth. So it's oh. not better than the ones in the 80s, but it's still good. So
2: I would say this. For me, the first three are tens. This is a nine. And oh. Crystal Skull's an eight. I love them. So yeah.
1: I mean that's the take. I'm not, I'm not, you know, okay, good. I'm yeah. glad you enjoy them.
2: I love them. Uh number two, did the big final act reveal work for you? And I'm just gonna say yes. And if you think it was not in line with the Indiana Jones movies, then you don't fucking get the movies. And I'm sorry.
1: I mean every movie has the big third act well i guess temple of doom is the one where (laughs) where they do the mystical stuff earlier earlier yeah but, but literally the other movies are all but
2: they're drinking tainted blood and becoming essentially zombie people who work for this awful
1: yeah well that's what i mean yeah but you're still getting all that mythic stuff a little earlier on in temple of doom but both yeah. Raiders as well as Last Crusade and even Crystal Skull have a third act. All, oh, oh, it all melts your face. Oh, actually, the grail the is real. Yeah. Like, if, if you
2: think this is out of line with those movies. Yeah. I don't know, I, I don't know man. I, I don't know what to tell
1: you. Plus, it, it does bring home the concept of the dial of destiny. It's only, you only go the one place. Yes. and. And in the film, they never call it that. It's always...
2: It's the Antikythera.
1: Yeah, it's always Archimedes' Antikythera. And so to have it really crystallize, not Skull, in that way, in the third act, made a lot of sense to me.
2: I just, I can't imagine being mad about that and being like, hey, but the 700-year-old knight is cool. I just, it's (laughs) fine. I can't, I can't. So... Number three. Did they do mutt dirty? Blake like
0: I mean a little, but no. I, I think that that mutt being gone, mutt, mutt being dead, mutt dying in Vietnam is in service to the story. And in yes. a way that has to happen. Like in yeah. Indy has to like Crystal Skull ended. With a happy ending, right? Like, like he has a family. He's back with Mary, and like everything's hunky dory. And so, in order for us exactly. to get to a place where an eighty-year-old man's going go to go on this crazy-ass adventure,
2: have to have the inciting incident, right? Like, exactly. Why would he do it?
0: I yeah. Mean, why would he be yeah. in this place? Yeah. yeah. And, no, and so, so, so no, in the sense that, like, you know, that that mutt had to die. I think it would have been cool if we would have gotten a fucking cool flashback scene of Mutt dying in Vietnam, but we know we weren't going to get Shia to do that, or they weren't going to have Shia to Shia do, do it, or whatever.
2: He's at a point in his life, and he had a lot of troubles. Yep. A lot of troubles. Good and, he's, and he's doing well, you yep. know. So, good
0: for him. 100%. You know? I, 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 get why got in. I get why they chose to do it the way they did it, but... You know, I, I can see the other side of the coin, but but no. Did they do Mutt dirty? I don't think so. Nobody liked Mutt.
2: I mean, and he was a, not a fan favorite character. And they and they let him go out in a way that suggested, like, hey,
1: he died of hero. He was loved. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I stand by
0: he was fragged he by his own team. Stop that. He
2: was, yeah, he was Tom Berenger.
0: <laughs> no, Tom Berenger is the one that does the killing of the people on his own team. No, but eventually they kill him. Uh well Charlie Sheen does
2: yeah the big asshole <laughs> <laughs> he's got tiger's blood though all right number four uh, favorite set piece or action scene from the film uh, we'll start with uh, Trumbo
3: okay I hate to say it because this goes against everything I believe in but I love the last crusade aping of the like tomb raid then you got the uh the bugs from uh temple of doom like that whole little sequence there yeah and you knew it was going nowhere it was just fan service but god damn that i love that because they hit all the right notes but it's the right kind of fan service right it is and then you get the kid killing the big bad the heavy get the fun like kid moment
2: um just uh, into the the great
3: and i i want to say i was mad at the movie i'm like fuck you for making it like this but damn that was satisfying that was cool it was very very
0: indiana jones
2: okay
0: yeah uh best action uh, i'm i'm torn on this one I thought the cold open was awesome. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the train. I people not too train. I enjoyed. People had some complaints about the the de aging <laughs> of Harrison on that, but I thought it looked fine. It's good, it's it did. My uh, only
2: issue was nope, not bad. Yeah, was an old man's voice, but
0: you know what? And he was also supposed to be like in his like what like his fifties at that point in time. So he like
2: forty four. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so maybe yeah, because he's born in. I care where you're born. Uh but he's old. He's he's older, right? He's older than us. So I, I'm far between that or the uh the, the, yes, he's older than us. You <laughs> asked. No, I mean at that point in time. Oh like okay. yeah. Uh and we don't sound that young anymore. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, he is most definitely yourself, like, uh, Hey kid, speak for yourself. Yeah, I'm <laughs> in yeah. my prime. Um, we Captain. didn't. We, we didn't grow up with the the air quality of the early 1900s.
2: Kevin Cash was sweating his balls off in a muscle suit.
0: <laughs> oh, he two soaked, hours ago, oh, he so. soaked through some muscle <laughs> suit. And I'm torn between that, between the opening, the cold open on the train, and uh, the the parade and the horse, the okay. horse chase. I love the horse. Yeah, Kevin so. uh,
1: Cash. I think we might have already said it, but it's the moment where Indy figures his way out of the trap using. Uh, displacement. Yeah. In in the Archimedes's tomb. I, oh, I like absolutely. I enjoyed that tremendously because it let Indy be a guile character to figure out okay, how do I get mm. out of
3: this? It felt like Indy. Yeah,
1: yeah, it felt very Indy. So I, that I was I really enjoyed.
3: Um argue Teak Indy. I'm, I'm going to go with the tuck 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 race
2: because mm. I love when he cracks the whip and he punches mm. out the Nazi. Being Boyd Holbrook. And kudos to him for being the guy who's like, yep, yeah, I'll let Harrison Ford knock me out three times.
3: Yeah, well, let's just make a point here to say this movie is awesome for the fact that it lets an elderly Harrison Ford portraying Indiana Jones punch no less than like half a dozen Nazis in this movie he's so good and he whips a bunch too yeah he 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 just yeah he whipped some nazi ass in this movie and explicitly so they make sure you know like hey by the way he's punching nazis
2: yeah
3: yeah
0: Yeah, that's awesome i i want to see you have the gonads to call harrison ford elderly to his face I want to see I mean, if you get punched I mean, He, you know,
3: he, he was, might have
0: maybe A card carrying AARP member But I mean, for the, the last really 15 years say, The AARP magazine They movie. love this movie All right.
3: I, you know what the best part Bling is I don't have Any uh, Issues with that individual He is just fine sir Like He can do whatever he wants to do I ain't going to try to stop him Damn right so I think we know Captain
2: Cash's answer to this question, which is most indie moment of the film.
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of did it. It yeah. it is. It's him using his intelligence to solve his way out of the trap.
2: So, bling bling, most indie moment of this film.
1: The Nazi by, punching. The by
0: far, yeah. Well, I mean,
1: other than all Beyond the Nazi, the Nazi, Nazi punching, punching,
0: by far the most indie moment of the film is when they are in the the room in Tangiers, and he's at the end of the table. And he pulls out the whip and like cracks it over everybody's head, like Get yeah. down. And they all, they all pull out their out out. guns and he dives <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> so perfect, like it was it was the callback again to, to Raiders and when he has like you know the, the duel with the swordsman. Yeah, uh, and it, it was so perfect. Oh, yeah, of course it was. Like yeah, stay stay back. Yeah, and they it all was, pull out the guns. He's like, Fuck. and he <laughs> yeah. to the floor. Yeah, that was great. Uh, Jump so anything.
3: Oh no! I mean, it's 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 right up there with that uh, swordsman moment and the and the punching the Nazis at every turn. Yeah, like I I cannot discount the fact that this movie goes out of its way to let Indy punch Nazis at every turn. Well, it was a very
2: uh, purposeful statement that he's going to knock out douchebag Nazis as often as possible. If <laughs>
3: Even the dialogue in the film, he calls them out like, oh, because you're fucking Nazis. And, a, and the
2: guy he knocks out the most is the American Nazi who's like the tagger owner Nazi which is like the shit we're dealing with currently.
3: Matt Fuentes, got it.
2: Nick Fuentes. Is his
3: name. Whatever his yeah. name is. I'm, I'm glad he's knocked it. I'm on his name.
2: Uh, so my favorite moment is uh, Voller or Schmidt says you should have stayed in New York. And he says to him, you should have stayed out of Poland.
1: Yeah, no, that
0: was great. That was great. Fucking great
3: line. It's a great line. Yeah. Uh, Intentions are not hidden there, folks. No.
2: And uh, last question, Uh, which uh, of this movie's themes did you identify with the most? I'll just say getting old and feeling like like uh, you're losing your your place in the world. I I really it was it was striking how well they did it to me. It's kind of heavy, kind of heavy. Uh, particularly because I taught for a while, and to have the like when he's teaching the class and nobody gives a shit. And it's like he went from being the hot te- like all the girls like yeah so focused on what he's doing, and now he's just this old guy that nobody cares about. It's very that's not who we are, right? Like we all have so much worth and we all have so many people that care about us.
3: But T dubs that's a very nihilistic moment, right? Yeah. Like, like nothing matters and he's he's not, not not like a intrinsically nihilistic moment, but it's for for the character of Indy it's, that it's a very, he speaks and nobody cares. He's like Oh God! Oh God! What am I doing? No one cares. That's well, that's a that's you a moment. Holy shit! I'm just I'm screaming into the void. These kids are morons.
2: Well, and that's why that's why it's such a great moment with the um, goddaughter. Well, she, she goes up and he's like, "Oh, there is hope in the world, mm-hmm. right?" Like, and then it turns out she's kind of a grifter. She, she,
0: it, it, yeah.
2: All right, so Blame Blake, what do you think?
0: I think what what struck a really a, a deep chord with me um, was you mentioned this earlier, T does, about how we we grew up with indie, right? You know, we were kids when indie was was young and adventurous, right? Yeah, and it reminded me a lot of like my father, you know, when I was a kid, my dad was invincible and, you know, God, I hope, I hope you're not listening, Papa bling. Uh, but, you know, he's getting, he's getting older and, yeah. you know, our heroes become more and more vulnerable over time. We've gotten older with them and we're seeing them and there's this a little bit of sadness and this call to mortality and all of these things. And it made me really effing sad at one point in the movie where I was kind of, you know, I've always equated, you know, the, the Indiana Jones and the Han Solos and the, I mean, not to use another, I don't know, not another Harrison Ford character, but like, you know, the the Rambos and the Rockies and like, When we see these characters that we've been with for so long, get older and more, I'm not going to use the word feeble because none of those characters are feeble in any of their final uh, movies, but you feel that, you know, that you're, you're coming to that end, which you know, to make you cry, uh, T-Dubs, like that's. That's really sad and poignant, and I it it meant a lot to me in that. Um, it matters, yeah. You know, uh, I think I think for a lot of us, like our first hero is our dads, or was our dads, or and that's
3: hard experience for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, listen, I, I don't I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm going to be invincible forever. Well, well, here's absolutely.
2: the thing: like, right, like cash
1: will never die.
2: I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I have an Arnold Schwarzenegger tattoo.
1: That doesn't narrow it down. I mean, I feel like that sounds right. very
2: impressive, I, love so it. I love tattoos. What oh. is his most seminal characters, the Terminator? And why does that not work the same way as this? Because he's just a robot who mm-hmm. looks older.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, but in the second movie and then in the movie he gets more of an arc. Like, he's yeah. still kind of a... But, like, it doesn't... It's bit of a father figure he develops into it.
1: Yeah, I I do think that is the main theme that that they identify with. But the, that hey, your heroes get old. We're all mm-hmm. gonna die, right? But the way, sure. reason that this works for me more than Crystal Skull did is Crystal Skull tried to pretend like Indy wasn't sixty years old, and you know, like oh, he's still he can still do it. It's like. Nah, he's an old ass man. We all kind of slow down. And making the story about that, I think really helped make this more emotionally resonant.
0: Well, I, I, I also think that part of the, the point of Crystal Skull, not to dive back into that one again, was that, like, I don't think Indy accepted that yeah. he was too old yet. Well, yeah. I think you it's know. good
2: that you brought that up because there was a review of this movie that said, like, well, they turned him into a superhero. It's like, I guess you didn't watch
1: the movie. Did you not see the film? Yeah, like the whole point is that, no, he he's... barely talking. made it through.
2: He, he hits a guy with a placard, the giant Nazi, and the guy just stares at him. Up. It's like, yeah, oops, I'm in over my head now. <laughs> like, I'm not the same well,
3: let's guy. Just be fair, he's faced off against giant dudes before. Yeah. He had the guy, he had the German that gets hit by the plane. He yes. had the Lord's Mini shoots. And he had the dude in Temple of Doom that gets, well, he gets his, his the crusher. So he's escaped possible. that scenario many times. But, yes, it is very fucking significant that this time it doesn't work. Yeah, he hits the guy and the guy's like, no. so <clears like, throat> <like, throat> We've all been there at some point. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, oh, boy.
2: Yeah, I'm past the game here.
3: Yeah, right. I have seen thinking think of a punch or two in the past, so that's not like completely unique. But yeah, to me, that was significant. This is like, oh, here's your big setup. And and eh, no, take a seat. All right. We're gonna take our second break.
2: And when we come back, we've got the Give em Hell Indiana Jones trivia challenge hosted by Chumpzella. Hello and welcome back to the 200- Fifth episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. And we are on to the Give 'em Hell Indiana Jones trivia challenge for our Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny episode. Chubbzilla, take us away.
3: All right. Well, tonight, guys, we have the standard five question multiple choice format quiz. And you'll be playing for the titular Dial of Destiny. Yes, that is right. We got Antha, Syras, or whatever. I don't and know. Antikytera, can just somebody use, uh, Gal Gadot to help me print what, Whatever yeah.
1: it is, I, my 3D printer is going to take another couple of days to print it. <laughs> just, yeah,
3: just, you print that thing right up Antikytera. Yahtzee, uh, the chime will be, you should have stayed in Poland, or are you still a Nazi, or any of the pod standards. And for question number one, gentlemen, George Lucas's dog, Indiana, famously inspired both Henry Jones Jr.'s nickname and the character of Chewbacca. What breed of dog was this canine Indiana? Was it A, a German Shepherd, B, a Malamute, C, a Great Dane, or D, a Chihuahua? It belongs it's to me. I...
0: Think that was Blaine Blake? I'm gonna go with the uh, Alaskan Malamute. That yeah, is correct. It's, it's a
3: Malamute. Malamute. That is correct. As
2: soon as I heard it, I'm like, yeah.
0: Because we see it. You yeah, see it in uh, yeah, yeah, Last Crusade. Crusade
3: yeah. yeah. And allegedly, in California, Lucas used to drive the dog in his passenger seat, and people would mistake it for a human because it was so big. And they thought it was his co-pilot. Oh, and that's why that's why it became Chewbacca.
1: Shit in the 70s was weird, guys. Was. I can't Don't
3: can't believe we didn't become legal in California guys. until two thousand. Like the Cosby kind. Let's a uh-huh.
1: Again, lots of drugs. Let's not right. the 70s <laughs> were a weird time. Next question. <laughs>
3: Wayne, you're in the lead with one point. Congratulations, sir. Okay, question number two. Lucas and Spielberg made the deal for five, count them, one, two, three, four, five Indiana Jones movies with Paramount in what year? Was it A, 1979? Was it B, 1980? Was it C, 1981? Or D, 1990.
0: Bunny One Cocktails.
3: That sounds like Bloom Blake again.
0: 1980.
3: 1980. B, that is incorrect. Okay. Uh, Captain Cash, T Dubs, can you steal your remaining answer? Remaining, that is. <clears throat>
2: Parts and charts.
3: Oh, go right ahead, T Dubs. That's you. 79. 1979, A, that is correct.
1: Wow, because Raiders came out in 81. Yeah, I was, 81. I was sure that they wanted to at least see the first one. No, I was torn. I thought was
3: they were committed to the project. They apparently thought it had legs. So they agreed to five pictures back in 1979. Okay, so that's one point for T-Dubs. That's one point for Blaine Blake. Captain Cash, I'm sorry you're still skunked but That's how you've it. got a chance here with question number three dial of destiny reveals what indy's middle name is
2: oh yeah Fuck.
3: Mm, oh no what is it is it a marcus is it b lorenzo is it c walton or d job and hearts. that is definitely captain cash Henry Walton Jones Jr. It is Walton. It's on the
2: fucking thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right off the bat. Gosh huh? the shade. Congratulations, well, that's two points for Captain Cash. And by the Still way, that
2: was another George Lucas thing. Well,
3: yes, he's used that many times for the middle names of characters. Forget the other thing
2: that that, but,
0: that came up.
3: Han like that. Walton Solo.
0: <laughs>
3: no. Well, it's, it's some other Star Wars character. Yeah, uh, but, no, I think I believe
0: that's Han Walton. Cholo, <laughs> it's, it's not that one, <laughs> gosh.
3: okay. Well, let's get on the question.
2: <laughs> because if not, <laughs> it's gonna I
3: get bad. Oh my gosh, it's all right, sir. All right, so, question number four, gentlemen Mads Mickelson, his Dr. Volmer was based on what real world. Nazi scientists that helped the U.S. put a man on the moon.
2: Can I
1: just chime in, please? Just chime was
3: in. Was it A, ahead. Eric it's Von Wagner?
1: All right. it all right.
3: Patrick Wilhelm? Was it C, Matt Fuentes? Or was it D, Werner Von Braun? Barson Karcher. And that is definitely T-dubs. It's Werner Von Braun.
0: Are you Werner. sure it's not... Günther Vent. Günther Vent. I wonder where my Günther Vent.
3: All right folks, we've struggled fuck through this. It has been terrible, but we have finally arrived at question number 5, and that is Harrison Ford and Antonio Banderas both appeared together in which one of these expendable sequels? Was it A number 2? B Number three, C number four, or D number five. Uh, Ah, ponytails, hackles. Oh, thanks for chiming in, brother. What's your answer? Uh well, this is insulting because I mentioned this before. It's also insulting. I'm more that because I am insulted. You stole my. uh,
2: We have not uh, gotten five examples movies, which we should have. And it's
3: expendable. Yeah, don't, don't, don't sell yourself short. It could still happen. Maybe. maybe but it's yeah. three. It is three. And I do believe that gives T-Dub two points for the night and the win. Do I have any uh, complaints here? I think that's the deal. Yeah, you grab- you've it's got it. You've won the Dial of Destiny. Please take us back there so we can kill baby Hitler.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we're going to kill a baby, anybody gets a team. so, So uh, we are on to recommendations. And uh, what do you have on tap
0: for us this week, Dwayne Blake? I'm going to take a page out of Captain Cash's book and recommend something. DuckTales! Recommended before, and it's not DuckTales. DuckTales. <laughs> it is uh, Shrinking, starring. It. I did. Harrison Ford
3: Yeah. I
0: did it first did it. You did not do it I, it. I, it. I was blacked out <laughs> <laughs> So alright So for the third time on the pod Bringing back Shrinking uh, I think I watched something else good This week Oh we watched uh, on the plane We watched uh, Shazam You said something else two. good Uh, man at this point i I can only consume so much media in any given week uh that i'm just forced to recommend things that i have seen so i'm going to tell you the things that i did watch good or not uh and so one watch shrinking harrison ford should have been nominated for an emmy for that he should
2: have been And and i'm super mad he wasn't
0: and uh, and two, if you haven't seen Shazam: Fury of the Gods, which I think has been recommended by somebody else as well, why not? It'll kill some time.
3: All right, so I'm still, what do you got? First off, is definitely if you if you can still catch it, go out to theaters and catch Dial Destiny. This is a great Indiana Jones movie. It is definitely the sequel we all wanted and deserve, in my opinion. But if I have to recommend something else that's not in theaters, I'm going to go with, but I'm a cheerleader. It is a 1999 movie whose premise is basically what if American Pie was uh, set at a gay conversion camp, okay? It was released the same year as American Pie, and oddly enough, it does star uh, uh, Natasha Leone, along with uh, Clea, the faculty Duvall, and RuPaul, out of drag, oddly enough. And it's it's, a, it's an interesting movie from the late 90s. And here's the thing. It doesn't feel dated, which I think is probably kind of a bad thing. It's kind of tragic.
2: Okay, Captain Cash, what's the recommendation?
1: Have you guys seen DuckTales? Because it's pretty good. Came out like five years ago, I think. Uh, no, uh, like Bling Blake, I'm limited by the by the technology of my time and my ability to consume particular media. But as we are going to the Hellfire Gala tonight, uh, which is an event put on by the X-Men as part of the House of X Powers of Ten comics, I'm going to recommend some X-Men comics. Go check them out. They're pretty good.
2: Okay. Uh, Great recommendations for everyone. And uh, my recommendation is... uh... Just enjoy what you enjoy. If you like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, for example, just enjoy it. Uh, I've been reading a lot of uh, Indiana Jones novels, which are not canon and uh, they're a good time. So if you enjoy Indiana Jones, just read read a couple of novels. Uh, They're out there you can get them digitally. And uh, yeah, it's just another adventure with one of the greatest heroes. Uh, so uh, remember you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and BO Flops. You can find myself on Twitter at Writer T L K. You can find Captain Cash at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most social media. Uh Bling Blake can be found at Bling Blake on Twitter, and Chumpsilla can be found on Twitter at Chumpsilla8. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on the Apple Podcasts, and be sure to like, share, and subscribe. In the end, listeners, remember one thing. If you're German, don't try to be funny. We'll see you next week for the kickoff, the actual kickoff of hops and Summer Camp Flops. Sleep away, too.